That was a great save by my guy Kripal. What a save, eh? Looking like he was down and out and stuff. Pad desperation save. Scorpion save, yeah. yeah. Maxi, his shot, he scores! Welcome to the Code Rick Show. This broadcast is brought to you by Mervs for all the good stuff. Rumors, Skate and Snow, and the Swan Valley Star and Times for all your local news. Merry Christmas! Welcome to uh, Season 1, Episode 10, the uh, final one before the uh, big Christmas break, as we call it. Uh, the Stampeder players are already on it, um, so hopefully they're enjoying a little bit of R&R, getting uh, you know, back home and seeing some family is always a good thing. Um, you know, kind of resets the mind and, and away you go again. I believe I counted 26 games left. Uh, after the Christmas break. So we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Uh, we're also going to be doing a couple of uh, cool things uh, coming up on the show today. We're going to do a top five with our two guests, our two local guests. Yes. And those guys are? Stephen Arp and Matthew Monroe. Yes, and they're uh, the the duo. Let's call them the, the local duo. Dynamic duo of Swan River Valley. Should have gave them capes or something. On the way in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to be uh, doing a top five Stampeder, um, I guess, list is what you want to call it. So it could be a uh, player, goalie, defenseman, uh, whatever you want it to be. Uh, former, future, current. So we're, we'll do a top five list with those guys a little bit later on in the show. I think you had some uh, fan uh, mail questions yeah, I did, yes. uh, for the fellas. So we'll get into that uh, when they show up here. Um, and then we're going to do a top ten list. Uh, it's what the, the Stampeders have given us so far this year. So we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that in just a little bit. But we always like to start off the show uh, talking Stampeder hockey. So let's let's start here. Um, a bad week uh, and a bit for the Stampeders. They were red hot, uh, lost in overtime. It snapped their win streak. Their point streak was extended to last weekend where they got a point in overtime against Dauphin again. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the, big, uh, the big loss on home ice to the uh, OCN Blizzard there uh, before the Christmas break. So, you know, it, uh, the ups and the downs of junior hockey is always fun. Uh, sometimes it's never fun to watch when it's an 8-3 to yeah. loss, but it happens. Yeah. And it happens in the NHL. It happens all over. Good teams go through adversity. That's, uh, that's all of that. That's just how you put it. Well, absolutely they do. So that's that. So let's start with that. Let's start with the double overtime loss and then the, the loss on home ice. So what were your thoughts? Well, the loss in overtime I think we should have definitely had. 3-2 uh, with, I don't even know, three seconds left and then a tying goal by one of the Brook brothers. Yep. That's just a tough pill to swallow. There's not much you could do about that. Obviously, adversity is a big thing in hockey, but... You have to learn to bounce back, and the Stamps just, I don't know what happened, but they couldn't do that when OCN came to town. I think a lot of people expected a better game. Of course, I don't want to say the score because it was kind of a oopsie-daisy. Lobsided loss? Yeah. It was a lobsided loss. It yeah. happens. And, um, well, I think well, basically what I'm trying to say, the Stamps sat in cruise control a bit too early, and they sat back, and they didn't push forward as they as hard as they should have. So they got jumped on early, and that was basically the end of the game, unfortunately. Um, but every time, every time they would try to muster a little bit of, uh, you know, like pushback, it just seemed like uh, OCN's goalie would just, ha Mr. Ham, uh, would just 
freeze the puck and then it would just go right back to OCN. It was just like waves upon waves and just nothing went right. And like I've said before, and I'll continue to say it, games like this happen. Yeah. Things like this happen. So it is what it is. They're done. They're over with. You can't change the score. Nope. Nope. Uh, lots of bad penalties. Lots uh, in that little stretch. Um, both teams taking bad penalties. And I'm thinking that was just a whole lot to do with uh, let's get these over with. Let's get home. Let's see the family again. So, you know, it, from there, uh, let's talk a little bit about past the Christmas break here. We come back. There's January 6th. There is a game on home ice against uh, Weiwei Sakapo, who uh, is, is is behind us in the standings uh, as of right now, uh, recording the show. Um, so you got back-to-back home games to kick off the new year against Weiwei. One on the 6th, uh, I believe one on the 8th, so home and home, Friday, Sunday. Yep. Uh, there's a trade deadline coming up in that, so there's lots... <laughs> And lots of things to uh, all come together in a very short period of time when the guys get back. So again, I hope they get a little bit of R and R here through the Christmas Christmas break. And that's right. Yeah, uh, I think a reset for the team is what's needed. Uh, it's been a wild first half, and we're just getting started. The second half is going to be even better, I believe, for the Stamps. I can just, I feel it. I can just feel it. And I think this, I believe in the stamps to really push forward the next second half. So I just can't wait to see get what, going again. What, hey? what these guys can do. Last week we had a couple of really cool gentlemen on the show. Uh, we you call him Mister Hockey. Yes. Yeah, Gavin Fraze. I've or, had a few texts. Sorry, Mister Stamp. Sorry, Mister Stampeter. Well, whatever. It still works. Gordy Howe's going to hate me, but whatever. He can't sue me. I got no money. <laughs> Take that, Gordy. Um, and then, we, of course, we had assistant coach Dakota Mason on, and I've had a lot of text messages and a lot of feedback on how well those uh, those two interviews went, and the guys uh, themselves love it. So, um, speaking of guys... We should probably get to our special guests on the show here today. There's yes. only two guests on the show today. And they're like, we're the only two? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you guys are the only two. This is the Christmas special. you got to bring it. Stars of the show. The man. stars of the show. We're going to bring in a couple of uh, Stampeder players, a couple local guys here. Matthew Monroe and Stephen Arp uh, are coming up right after this. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Merv's, for all the good stuff. Brewers Skate and Snow can get you dressed from head to toe all year long. Whether you're a snowboarder, a skateboarder, or even a hockey player, find us online at rumorsskateshop.com or stop in at 505 Main Street in Swan River. Rumors has everything from keeping your boys in place to all kinds of amazing shoes, sweaters, and hats. Top quality, name brand clothing, and so much more. Rumors Skate and Snow, 204-734-4411. 
Swan River Quick Stop is locally owned and operated with a wide selection of baking goodies, buns, to full meals. Stop in today and grab a homemade meal from our deli. We offer breakfast sandwiches, soups, donuts, or pick up some snacks for the road. We have a stock freezer full of homemade beatniks, cabbage rolls, pierogies, and pre-made meals from local vendors. We also stock numerous barbecue items for your next meal. Find everything you are looking for at Quick Stop, located at 1434 Main Street, Swan River, 204-734-4140. Faceoff comes back to the point. Long wrist shot, Matthew Monroe off the post. They're gonna call it in. Long shot, deflected away, bad angle shot, rebound, score! Steven Arp! Steven Arp! Sends it around to Mason, out front to Arp! Scores again! Another one! Welcome back to the Code Rick Show. Uh, welcoming two very special guests, Matthew Monroe and Stephen Earp. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. There's echo in here. That's yeah. what that is. So, let's get it right underway. How about, uh, how has everything been going for you both so far? I, I got this one. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's good to be back with the boys and Trey, Matthew, and me. Like we were driving to Dauphin all the time, and yeah. now we're back to playing with each other, so that's always good. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. So so what's you guys' family's been up to? Sister, dad, other brother? My sister just got back from university, and my dad's been contracting at LP a couple times a week now, and we've just been chilling out now, Christmas break. So you both could probably answer this question. You guys got any big plans for Christmas this year? Yeah, I'm going to uh, Jasper. I'm going skiing. Oh, don't, tell, oh. don't tell Wolfie, but <laughs> I'm getting on the chairlift and going up to Jasper. <laughs> think you're safe. I don't think Wolf listens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just staying at home, keeping it low key this year. Chilling it, yeah. What do you guys do for fun around here, other than play hockey? And well, every Wednesday we have our weekly Survivor night. I think it's going to turn into the Bachelor. Oh wow! Night here soon, but yeah, we do that, and then. Maybe if the town would get the outdoor rink ready, we could get on there. Actually, it's ready today, I think. Is it? I think so. I yeah. heard it was, so. Finally starting to get some really good temperatures for that, I think, yeah. so that'll... We also go swimming on Tuesday sometimes when it's... Or it's Toonie Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we go. Actually, I haven't used the pool as much as I have this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is the most I've ever been to the pool, so. Was that, was that like a team thing, or was that just like a, hey, we're going swimming, and then it just stuck? Yeah, it, yeah just it just stuck. Seriously. Yeah. After hmm. a tough game, you have sore legs, you go to the hot tub. Absolutely. That's yeah. a good idea. Never been to the pool this much before. Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting your you're getting your swim in now. I eh? wish I had like a <laughs> Swan River, you know, pass. Yeah. <laughs> Cost money a little bit. Well, maybe I'll have to go talk to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you were both born and raised in Swan. Uh, you played your early hockey games here. And you moved on to Parkland in 1819 with the U15 Rangers. Uh, what would you guys say was the biggest change for you guys making it to the next level like that? For me, I'd say you're way more committed. You're not just staying at home, drive five minutes to the rink. You actually have to drive to practice and games. So it takes a lot more time out of your free time. But, yeah. To the Rangers, I would just, like, U15, I would just say driving to practice. Yeah. Like, it's kind of the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing with most of the same guys and just going to, well, I guess it was to Roblin. Yeah, just driving there far. with Kenny and Will. And <laughs> so oh, I bet you there's some stories there. <laughs> yeah. yeah a few. All the murder mysteries on the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
So from there, it was on to the U18 Rangers, and I asked Trey this question last week. I don't know if you guys listened to that one, but yeah. it was cut short due to the pandemic, uh, and obviously you guys were... A wagon. Yeah, you guys were very good. <laughs> Agreed. Um, you also had some unreal players that now play, that you guys play against, like Hayden McQuette, Doobie, Jubinville, all those guys. Does it ever itch in the back of your mind that you guys probably could have went all the way? Now you can recreate it here in Swan. I think we were winning. I mean, we were winning the league that year. I, I believe it wholeheartedly. We, we would always say that we won the league that year. Yes. Yeah. No one else was going to beat us. Yeah. So we were. Yeah, we were seven and one. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, we won. <laughs> yeah. You guys back playing with each other. How is it playing with each other again? It's fun. I mean, like I said at the start, it's the boys are back together. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of laughs, and it's it's sick. Yeah. Knowing each other for this long, you yeah. have so many so many inside and, jokes. Yeah, there's a lot of inside jokes and stuff. Calgary okay. boys give us a run for our money on the inside jokes. But, yeah. yeah, they're pretty tight too. Yeah, they have a tight group. Okay, I'm gonna get more into hockey here. Steven, I have a question for you. You got you played in the dub for a while, a while there, full year with medicine hat, and then you went to the ice. And I have to ask about the guys you played with. You played with Matt Savoy, Carson Lampos, Connor Geeky. I know it was for a short time. Zach Benson too. How? What did you think of those guys for that short time you were in Winnipeg? Yeah, I mean they're superstars in the Western League. They're probably gonna play in the NHL. Yeah. So that's a pretty cool experience. I mean, I got to know quite a few of them pretty good, especially like Ben Zalotti. He's okay. a little bit of an underrated player. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got to know him really well. He's got the Calgary connection, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool to be in friends with them a little bit, some more than others, but... Uh, Bogo. And Bogo, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bogdan Hodas from Med Hat. He's with Latvia. Oh, yeah. Playing in the World Junior That's Championship. Right, yeah. He's probably one of the funniest guys. Oh, yeah. But uh, he's also one of the most competitive guys. You play with them in practice, and it's uh, they take it to another level. So, and that's all of them. It goes for all of them. So, so in that year that you were there uh, in in Medicine Hat, there's got to be something that you've picked up, you've learned, you've kind of grown into that maybe you can help out guys such as you know Matthew or a Fox McCall or something who are just getting into this level and this style of hockey. Is there something that you picked up along the way that you, you can help out with the younger guys? I was yelling at Matt one game, uh, <laughs> give me the puck quicker. And uh, maybe that's something I could bring up, but a lot of it's the same, and they know, like, they they watch hockey just as well as I do. It's uh, But the speed's different, obviously, and I'd say that's the biggest factor. You know? Well, it, you know, going for Triple A, even to uh, the WHL, is a massive step in itself. So Junior A to WHL, again, is another step. So... From from Triple A to the WHL, what was the biggest difference for you? Um, being able to handle the puck, for sure. And then you go to the dub, and it's like on your stick, off your stick. You get into almost bad habits. Like you get the puck, and uh, you're just thinking, get it deep, get it deep. Especially where I was, I was on the fourth line, and uh, then you come back, and you have lots of time with the puck. I mean. Even Kate was telling me, our trainer, she was telling me, just take your time, calm down. And then I was just rushing with it. When you can just be a little slower here and take your time, make a skill play instead of making a dumb play, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's definitely a lot faster, and that's repetitiveness, and, and it kind of just comes to you after, you know, even with Barry teaching a, a power play. It's, it's the same thing. So it, it, was that, I guess, the, the biggest challenge for you was, was, was the, the pace and the speed, but I guess maybe what was, it, what was a, a good thing at, at that level? What was something that stands out that was, was a positive, uh, not so much a negative, coming into, in, into camp? Uh, yeah, I'd say the physicality. I mean, and you can fight there, and there's no getting kicked out of the game. It's just a five-minute penalty. So, I don't know. I, take, I took the, took uh, my chances fighting twice, and I liked what I did there. And obviously the physicality. Like, I was throwing more hits than I do now. Maybe I should bring it back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Physicality, for sure. You can be a little more physical. I mean with the fights and all that. so Over to you, Matt. Kind of the same question. What was the biggest difference from AAA coming up to the Stampeders main camp? Again, the speed is there, but what was what was something that uh, you kind of picked up on early that going, okay, I'm going to need to work on this to, to get into this lineup? Definitely the speed and then Wolfie's style of play. Wolfie's style of play is nothing I've ever been coached like. He likes to get the puck deep and always hit. He preaches hitting and yeah, probably that. The moment. I don't know. I think we've got two guys in this dressing or in this in this in this in the dressing room here in in town um, that can hit and trays another one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That uh, I mean, like we, we I, I talked about in the podcast last week. I said you look at him; he looks like he's twenty pounds, but yet he hits like a, a freight train. So yeah. he's just a, a, a thick kid, and so are you guys. So I, I think that's a, another. It's not a knock against any hockey player or not to, to throw the body around, but the, the size, the physicality is something you need um, pushing now into the second half of the season and into playoffs because that's where it's really going to show. Yeah, that helps win games. Through all that, do you guys have any superstitions that you guys go through on a game day? Do I ever. <laughs> you, I, you got more than I. Yeah, have, I have almost sure. too many. It's uh, yeah. it almost hurts my head a little bit. <laughs> Care to elaborate yeah, on that? Okay, so I'm gonna run you through my game routine here. All right. I get to the rink. Uh, we do our meetings. I do a stretch before the meetings. We have our meeting. I have a piece of toast with peanut butter on it, and then we go out and uh, for pregame warm up. I'm always in the same line, and I do the same stretch, and then I end up on the same pole doing the same. Sumo stretch. Loic would know. Loic's yeah. always checking me out when I'm doing it. And then uh, when we get on to the on-ice warm-up, it's the same routine every time. Me and Willie have a thing where we do the pass, and then I put my stick out, and he dangles through it. And I uh, and then I take a 1T, always on Loic, always high, right by his head. Jeez. Uh, usually miss the net. Sometimes yeah. I snipe on him. And... <laughs> That just gets me going for the games, and yeah, I, me and uh, Landon Gullison were talking about it, and he said I was a psycho. So Matthew, what about you? Do you, do you have like a big, long superstition? I don't have happy? anything that elaborate. No, I just I always seem to get dressed left to right, though. That's mm. something I can always do. I I can't do it any other way. It just feels <laughs> off. Then on the ice, I just like to do the same thing every warm up, pretty much. Oh, and then pregame, all the boys, me, Miles, and Trey, and Matt, have like a bully circle on Miles. <laughs> yeah. In the room before we go out every period. Yeah. 
Sounds like Miles has made a name drop in every single episode this year. I just like to get him going. So, yeah, the Swan Boys kind of pick on him. Harry gets in there a little too. Yeah, you know. Harry's new in there. So, obviously, you started in the dub this year, um, but now you both are back wearing the horse chest like you grew up watching and, of course, in minor hockey. How is it knowing that you guys are now Stampeders for the long run and not bringing your hometown team? It's great. Wearing <laughs> that horse head on your jersey. I always grew up watching. I came to more games than Steven, I think. I was always late. Yeah, yeah he was always late, but I showed up early to them, and I I loved watching the Stamps and now playing for them. It's it's a great experience. Yeah, I remember we would sit in the far section by the score clock, and we would just chirp the other team's goalie. Oh, yeah. Every, Every yelling. Every goal <laughs> whatever we'd yell, Sam, you're a cheese, cheese grater. <laughs> and now playing against them, I don't know, I wish Andrew Pitscalny would pull up his socks and start yelling a little bit more like we did. But. Same with Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were the best Stamps fans, I think. Yeah. And now to play for them, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Okay, so now I got another question for the both of you. And... Before we started, you Matthew actually said it was a good question, but who would you guys say has been the toughest player you have ever played against in you guys' career? Most dangerous, best player, whatever. I feel like I know what Arpy's question, Arpy's answer will be, but maybe he'll test me. Take a guess, I guess, if you're going to say that. I'm going to say Connor Bedard. No, ah, uh, shoot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's got Well, I, I don't know. That would be everyone's obvious answer. But, but I, I mean, in your opinion. I would say Ridley Gregg for Brandon. Oh, wow. I mean, Ridley Gregg, every time he got the puck, he was a threat. As is Bedard. But it was like, you see Ridley Gregg coming and he was, then he was behind you like that. <laughs> and he was more physical. I mean, he was throwing the body and he's in your, in your face. So I would say Ridley Gregg for sure. But you, Matt? Uh, I've noticed a huge difference i guess with uh when we were younger playing against geeky and zimmer those two whenever they would get the puck they were always a threat and they were they hit puberty way uh before (laughs) everyone else so they were just that much bigger and stronger already and they could just zoom right past you and they had hands so that made them tough to play against so now i actually have a question for you matt um Obviously, your last year with Parkland, you were named captain. Um, yeah. But you end up getting injured. Obviously, I remember you in school. You were, couldn't even lift up your arm much. Uh, no. And you came back, put up some good numbers, and you were part of that team that finally made it to the second round after, I don't even know, like 30 years, something like that, close yeah. to Yeah, first time in for that long. Yeah. yeah, it was a long time. And the question is, how did you stay like mentally forward through that it was such a long injury i know but how did you just keep moving on forward through that i just focused on getting back and how i could help out when i got back that's all i wanted to do was get back on the ice so i was trying to stay active and keep doing stuff and then over the christmas break i was finally able to move my arm again and get some strength back into it so the Christmas break really helped out when I came back and I wasn't too far behind and picked up pretty much where I left off. I guess I could say question for both of you again. Um, what do you guys say has been the highlight of the year for you guys so far? You go first. Highlight of the year. Uh, 
Well, I don't want to brag, but uh, the one game in PA. Oh, yes. My grandparents were watching, and I had a lot of family there that night. And it seemed like the fourth line was just off the wall. <laughs> I mean, we combined for like four goals. Yeah. I had a three-point night, and uh, pretty sure we were first star, second star, third star, yeah. like my line. So that was easily my highlight of the of the year. Yeah, I, I remember that. I, I don't even know where. I think I was at the rink watching uh, a friend play and look at my phone and I see it, you scored and was like, okay. Then a couple minutes later you scored again. I was like, yeah. what's going on here? Playing first line now or what? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Matthew? For me, probably winning our first game at home and then doing like our stick tap oh, at yeah. the end because I remember always watching after the home games, the stamps do that. I always thought that was real cool and then when you're on the ice doing it raising it up to all family and friends it's it's pretty cool especially for that first one let's talk stamps form you guys have been on a bit of a roll lately and you both have contributed greatly as your first years with the club uh what has been you guys perspective on the recent success of the team and how do you think you guys are going to be able to keep it up uh, I mean, we've a lot of depth. We have a lot of good players. Especially our decor is super strong. Uh, I just think guys have to stay in it. They have to. You can kind of tell by the end of this this first half, we uh, let it get to our heads. We kind of let it bit. get to our heads, or we just kind of saw that Dauphin game go down, and we were kind of defeated a little bit, and we can't let that happen. So, I think guys just have to stay in it, and we have to uh, just buy in a little bit more. Yeah, keep grinding out the wins. It doesn't matter if they're blowouts or not. A win's a win. So now I have a bit of a couple goofy questions for us. Well, for you two. Right. I don't... I, obviously, I think you guys remember, but there are, there's a trophy in the trophy case at the high school now. So um, us three were crowned floor hockey champs at the end of the year in high school last year, obviously winning in OT. Of course, we know who scored that winner. It was obviously Will Monroe. Yeah. Who else would it have been, right? The god at Floor Hockey. <laughs> would you guys say that's one of the best accomplishments of your lives, or what? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't quite go that far. <laughs> I mean, Kirk Russell was super proud. That probably made his month. He's, uh, that, that made his year, for he's sure. He's a legendary coach yeah. in the Floor Hockey League. And uh, he drafted all of I mean, he... He molded us from young players in grade nine. Yeah. Yeah. He was scouting us for yeah. all of high school. He coached us every intramurals, and uh, yeah, we managed to pull it off. I was honestly blown away that the game was that close. I know. I was. Too. I know. If I we would have had our, if we would have had Reed Brass Cook, I I think if he could have made it back, we would have uh, we would have blown them up for sure. But oh yeah, having that presence. Maybe even Domi Leesk. Domi, yeah, he could have helped. Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since you guys are out of high school, you can't take in any high school sports. It, take, for example, baseball. And you yeah. can't play with me anymore, so that's kind of upsetting, but oh well. <laughs> uh, what are the plans for the summer for you two? It's a lot of lake time, for sure. There's going to be a lot of lake time, and then there's Country Fest, obviously. We'll be going to that, and then I think we're going to go to Craven this year as well. Oh, yeah. A couple festivals in there, and maybe make an appearance at Stampede, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, uh, the Calgary boys work Stampede, 
Oh. You kind of make bank. So <laughs> I'm yeah. going for the week or the 10 days and I'm working with the Calgary boys. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to make some, put some money in my pockets. So so now I have a couple fan requested uh, questions for you guys. Uh, obviously, you guys might know these. So this one's for both of you. And it was requested by Nate Emmerker. Right. He asked how it felt to be, well, coach under Kenny Monroe and how the, did uh, his private practices help your game? Well, Kenny's a legend in, uh, <laughs> in town. And uh, his practices, private coaching, he's, he's a skill guy. So push, he helped. push shot, pull yeah, shot. Drags, drag shots. He helped us out for I mean, honestly, going like, to Bozeman, I mean, we would go till like April. And I think that actually helped yeah. us quite a bit. Uh, jokes nice. aside, uh, it definitely helped us. I mean, look where Will is now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, Kenny was a huge part in our our uh, hockey careers, all jokes aside. So, yeah. I have another one requested by Nate Emmerker, and it's for you, Stephen. Um, what was your thoughts on your first beer league action playing with the Pine Creek Warriors last year in the year-end tournament? I, if you go back and look at the game tapes, I think I had hit of the game <laughs> on uh, Makula. And I, honestly, other than that, I don't really remember anything much. <laughs> That was my whole tournament, so I'm pretty sure we lost. Yeah, we can't. I yeah. remember that because I was you guys' coach that time. And yeah. It wasn't, wasn't that great. Uh, I don't. Uh, I can't say I'm looking forward to the <laughs> league. I'm going to try and hold on to competitive hockey as long as I can, for sure. All right, I got another one for you, Stephen, and it's by Cash Hinkleman who requested this question. Uh, <laughs> there you go. What would you say is the difference between the dub and MJ? The skill, like, no one's really coughing up the puck on, like, when they're stick handling or anything like that. But other than that, I mean, it's it's a lot of speed, and the coaching the coaching level is definitely different. Okay, Matthew, I got another question for you, and it's uh, submitted by Jackson Bedowski. All right. He asks, who was your favorite 2006 born player that you played with? 06 player that I played with. Should I stay with the hometown boy? Or should like I go Drew, off the map? Drew Mush. Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> Drew Mush, maybe. Oh, Cash Clarkson, you know? Yeah, Clarky. Probably Clarky. Or Jackson and Andrew are up there, though. They're, they're hometown boys. Spent a lot of time with them, but all those 06s were pretty good last year. All right, so I think that might have been, uh, might have upset Jackson a bit, but oh well. Um, <laughs> But or Andrew even, but that's all right if it upsets <coughs> Andrew. <laughs> What's Andrew gonna do? <clears throat> so as long as he doesn't tell his mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Hopefully Andrew's not listening. <laughs> oh, she probably is. <laughs> After your first training camp with the Stamps, Matthew, uh, fortunately you didn't make the squad. Uh, yeah. You were a part of the Ranger team that made it to the second round for the first time. In over 20 years, I don't even know, 30 years, something like that. Uh, bad injury, missed some time, captain of the team. But overall, how does it feel knowing that you were a part of that Ranger team that finally broke the the drought, the long drought? Breaking that long drought, it definitely uh, made people want to play for the Rangers again because I remember my first year when Steven played, we... Barely had enough kids at trials. We lost a lot of good players to the prep schools. Yeah. Really? Wow. I mean, 
Aiden Brook. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyson Zimmer, Josh yeah. Thompson, just to name a few. Man. Yeah, all those guys, they weren't there. But then uh, that year after COVID when we were good, there was actually enough to make two teams. And I heard this past tryouts, there was a good turnout again. Yeah, so there was. It actually made people want to play Parkland again, and it's not, not a big joke anymore. Yeah. Um, I want to know who your top five Sam Peters are of all time. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys each a piece of paper. So we were going to mark down your top five Stampeder players of all time. And then we're going to read off these lists. There's too many. I have so many honorable mentions. There's just so many. five. You got three top fives over there? I have basically ten players. All right, so let's do this. Okay, so every week for the past, what has it been? Like three, four episodes, we've been doing like a top five list here. So we're going to incorporate uh, you guys here uh, as well. So I'm going to let Ricky start, then I'll go, and then you guys can come in with your top five. So this is going to be the top five uh, Stampeder players, uh, I guess, of, of whatever you have seen. So it can be a goalie, it can be a defenseman, or, of course, a forward. So top five Stampeder players in your mind, Ricky. All right, so I haven't watched as much Stampeder hockey as you guys have because you're older than me. But uh, at number five, I have Gavin Frey. Number four, I have Merrick Pipes. Number three, Keaton Jameson. And number two, Brad Gothels. And number one, Josh Tripp. And then my honorable mentions are Tristan Langan, Brian Harris, Tommy Cardinal, Mikhail Fouché, and Trevor Mann. Oh, sick guy. Yeah, he was a really <clears throat> good player. You got like two top fives over there. Yeah. 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 There's, <laughs> this, is, this is tough because you have to narrow this down. And I don't know, there's probably, yeah, I'm looking at your list. Yeah. You got too many scratches over there. Yeah, okay. So my top five list goes like this. Carter Johnson in at five. Keaton Jamison at four. Josh Tripp at three. Matt Osadic at two. And Bradley Gothels at one. That's a good list. Yeah, that's that's a good list. Mine's going to be Your memory's similar. better than us, though. It's hard to remember when you're eight watching these guys play. <laughs> but some sticking your head. Yeah, but big names. Big yeah. names. Okay, so who's going to go first? Rock, paper, scissors. Uh, I'll go. Okay. Okay, <laughs> my one is Josh Tripp. My two is Matt Osadic. Three is Jason Argue. Four is Tristan Langan. Five, Riley McKay. But then my honorable mentions is the one, the only, Daniel Chartrand. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Ellingson and Jeff Bartell, my old billet that I remember. The oh, most. yeah. I, yeah, I remember him playing here for a few years. Yeah. He was a tough little guy. Yeah. He really was. And then he got traded to Mipo, I think. Okay, my top five is based on the players I liked watching the most. Okay. Not necessarily the best of the best. Well, that's that's <laughs> your that's your top five list. So number one is uh, Josh Tripp for sure. I mean, stuff he could do with the puck was nuts. Uh, Osadic, not number two. Langan at number three. Argue at four. Gothel's at five. And Porks at six. And then, honorable mention would have to be Alison Grenier, my old villain. <laughs> Even though I only think I watched one game of his because he was backing up for Argue. Yeah, he didn't get into too many no. games with Argue playing net, that's for sure. Yeah, especially when Argue had gone on a tear, he, would, he wouldn't say much at home. <laughs> a lot of love to Tristan Langan. Wow, that's surprising. I didn't think well, no, look at, look at where he's at, too. Yeah, he, he's yeah. just a solid player. He's been that player for 
that many years. Like yeah. he's just yeah. he's only grown as a player. So Jeez. no, these are these are all really good lists. Maybe I should have put him higher. I'm, I'm his cousin. I put him as an honorable mention. Oh yeah, come on, right? he's one of Josh and me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe in a few <clears throat> years you guys will be on a bunch of these lists, eh? Better be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe next week we'll put you on ours. Eh? All right, so we'll just put you in there. Our, yeah. We'll do a top Monroe. five favorite Stampeders. And yeah, we should we should, we should do a top we should do a top five coach. Oh yeah. Coming in the cool. new year, yeah. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Kenny Kenny Monroe would be up there. Oh, yeah. Kenny Monroe yeah. would be number one. Maybe like a this year fan favorites, top five this year fan favorites. Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe there we'll get uh, the Stampeders of this year to do a top five amongst themselves yeah, and see yeah. what they can come yeah. up with. Yeah. Maybe a lot of self love there. <laughs> Never know. So uh, I guess before we go, I, I kind of I always ask uh, you guys these questions, and uh, it's a couple of life questions. Um. Plan A is always hockey, but there's always got to be a plan B. What's plan B for each of you guys? Is it university? Is it college? What's what's plan B if you cannot do hockey? It's got to be some kind of something outside of hockey. Is there something in life that you would kind of think that you might want to get into? My plan B would uh, be go to school for some kind of business because I don't know why, but I'm good at math. So I was good at that. And go work at Hydro. I'd probably not. No. <laughs> but I'd be good at business. And then I also really liked carpentry, so I could do either of those. Well, you can go into business for carpentry. Yeah, so exactly. there you go. Yeah. Done. And you, what's 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 your thoughts over there? I'm taking courses for electrical, so okay. I'm going to try and get my red seal and go that route. Well, these are two answers I never thought would be coming yeah. out of these two. I, I always sure. see Steven kicking around the high school a bunch. So yeah. I was asking what he's doing. So. Was he selling wristwatches? Or yeah. Is he just going to school? Well, like, just, yeah, but we're now. Just hanging out at the high school. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I want to thank you guys for coming in, uh, taking some time. Uh, I know you guys are on uh, holidays right now, so uh, go enjoy them. Uh, and we'll see you back at the rink in a couple of weeks. Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you very much. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or $0.77 cents a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. Swan River Quick Stop is locally owned and operated with a wide selection of baking goodies, buns, to full meals. Stop in today and grab a homemade meal from our deli. We offer breakfast sandwiches, soups, donuts, or pick up some snacks for the road. We have a stock freezer full of homemade beatniks, cabbage rolls, pierogies, and pre-made meals from local vendors. We also stock numerous barbecue items for your next meal. Find everything you are looking for at Quick Stop, located at 1434 Main Street, Swan River, 204-734-4140. Welcome back inside the Code Rick Show. We uh, heard from the two local fellas. Those guys are always got uh, something going on, swatting one another. They're just, they're just close buddies. 
that you can see it uh, even when you were asking them questions about uh, playing hockey together early on in their career and now doing it again later. They're, they're, the, the smiles that were there, they, they enjoy this. Yeah. And that's what junior hockey's all about. Friendship, winning some uh, games, and maybe grab a championship along the way, but doing it with your buddies. That's right. That's the biggest thing. So, uh, no, I, I do really want to thank those guys for coming in. It was a lot of fun um, hearing different perspectives. You had one from AAA coming up into the junior ranks, and then you had one going from AAA to the WHL, then back to the junior. So... It's a big circle, and they all know each other, and they all yeah. had some good stories. So uh, thank you guys for popping in. That was that was a lot of fun. So uh, we're going to carry on with the show. We've got uh, the, this is, I think this is really cool. Let's go through this list a little bit. Uh, you can pipe in whenever you yeah. feel necessary over there. We, we, we kind of put this list together really quick, so we, we're sorry if we, don't, we missed anything really special, but I think we got it all. Number 10 on this list, the goaltending duo. Kobe Grant, LMC, Numbers are off the charts. Yes. Numbers are off the charts. Uh, let's just say if it wasn't for those two fine gentlemen in between the pipes, we may not have the record we do today. Exactly. They, just look at the shots that they face. They stand faced. on their head every night. They bring their A game. They're, they're the guys that get the job done. So. Absolutely. Now, we're not, we're not taking anything away from the players. Not at all. Exactly. But uh, those two guys deserve some recognition uh, just because of the amount of shots that they're facing this year, and they're keeping us in these games so uh kudos to you two hats mm -hmm. off number nine on this list you're gonna like this one it's brian and jimmy yourself and craig the hockey tv <laughs> fellas the hockey tv if we didn't have you fellas who's gonna entertain the fans yeah that's right so you guys have done a bang-up job, and I figured we're going to give you guys all a shout-out there. So Craig Zamzow, Ricky Barker, yourself, Jimmy, a.k.a. Kevin Carter, and Brian Gilroy. So we we figured we'd throw those guys on the list because... Wow, I'm flattered. You're flattered, I'm aren't flattered. you? Yeah, I didn't even put you on the list <laughs> until I said it. So I wasn't going to give you that big surprise. So there you go. You guys are in at number nine, mm -hmm. okay? Number eight on this list is the guys, the Stampeder players, the coaching staff, uh, giving back to the community. Now, we see them out and about all the time, uh, but not a lot of people get to, to really see what they do um, during the day. Uh, we try to get that out on social media as much as possible. Uh, sometimes the guys forget to send me some pictures so I can actually do that because, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty busy guy, yeah. you know. So, uh, you know, I just want to thank the guys for, for doing that and, uh, and getting out in the community. They've been in, they've been in classes. They've been at CanSkate. Uh, they're up early in the morning uh, helping the kids. I believe there was a breakfast club that was on here. They were, they were bagging groceries. They were, um, but they're out there helping, yep. and we love it. So there, oh, yeah. there you go. Giving back to the community comes in at number eight. Number seven uh, on our list uh, is something that we've been talking about here uh, quite recently, mm -hmm. and that is... The six-game win streak that the Stampeders went on. Yeah, and that was pretty big. Yes, it really it was. was. It really was big. Um, looking back a few years, um, they did it um, in 2018, 18, 19, and then again the following year they did a nice big six-game yep. uh, win streak there. So something that hasn't been done a whole lot uh, in Stampeder history is uh, six, seven-game win streak. So again, it's something special that needed to be talked about. And to actually add on to that, it was a seven-game point streak mm -hmm. in the end before, mm -hmm. of course, they lost. Yeah. So, boom. Good on the fellas. 
Uh, number six on this list, and this was something that you added to the list, and I yep. think it's um, very cool of you to add this to the list. So yep. you you read that one off. The gifts that we are underappreciating is our coaching staff. Uh, Dakota, Barry, and Darren, they're all, like, Darren coming back after we thought he was elsewhere doing other things with his family, but obviously rotating in, that takes a lot, so that's a good... We like thank him for him for that, and then Dakota coming in from Edmonton to be an assistant coach here in Swan. He's fitted in right well with the team, and I got to know him pretty well through the off season when he got hired. So yeah, and then obviously Barry with how long he's been with the team. So that's always good on them. So I guess that's a that's my gift that I give. At number six. <laughs> gifts gifts that just keep on giving. Yep. That's that's the ones you like. But you know, like you mentioned, um, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna you know keep going backwards here, but let's 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 talk a little bit about what you just said there. Family. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren um, having a little family and doing his job uh, scouting and being on the bench. And then of course, like you said, you got Dakota who just moved here. He's got a wife, a little one and a baby on the way. So, I mean, these guys are family oriented and not only do they take time out of their own lives, uh, to, to come and and help this team succeed, uh, but they're doing it with a smile on their face and their families enjoy it. They love Mm -hmm. it. They love everybody at the rink. The whole families are hockey families. So, um, I think it's really cool to see. And of course, Barry, you know, like, uh, hats off to him. So that leads us into number five, and that's a winning record. Yes. Yes. You always love to see that above 500 record. And uh, obviously, Stamps are right there in the standings. They're right behind OCN now in for first place in the MGU West division. But it's such a weird division. It is. I know you can't even really talk about it because you can win two, you're the first, you lose two, you're back and forth. Yeah. Like, it's just so close. Yeah. And you don't really know where you're going to sit at the end of the year. Um, but the the... The winning record uh, is 18, 10, 3, and 1 for 40 points. Mm-hmm. And the MJHL just uh, put out a, a tweet and, a, and an Instagram post the other day uh, that it was like two points separate fourth to first, or first to fourth, however you want to say that. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. But no, so that's uh, so the coaching staff is in at number six and a, and a winning record at Christmas break. So the first half of the season uh, comes in at number five. This one I thought was kind of a, an interesting one that I put on this list. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of players here now for the, the final four. So in at number four was Jacob Jones. And the reason I put Jacob Jones is there uh, in at that uh, spot um, is because of the points that he had. But what stands out in my mind is that he scored back-to-back game winners in overtime uh, one was like 37 seconds left, and the mm-hmm. other one was like uh, what was it, less than that, 10.8 or yeah. something like that. So that stands out in my mind. Yeah. But I also want to put in Justin Keck. I want to put it like a, a slash there. I want to put Jacob Jones and Justin Keck. We're going to put one of those, what are those things? A slash, yeah. Yeah, or one of those. Or dash or we're whatever. slash your leg here. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're going to put them both in because Justin Keck was leading the team for a majority of the year yeah. in points. He's doing really well. Oh, I, he still is. Yeah, he still they, is. They, 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 you know, it, it's just how it goes. So I want to put those guys in at number four. So Jacob Jones and Justin Keck at number four. So ten gifts the Stampeder players have given us so far this year is the points. Yes. Just add them all up. You get a bunch. You yes. get a bunch of them. Speaking of points, this guy was on a tear for a while. Local kid, uh, Trey Sauter. Boom. He's in at number three. He's 
arguably one of the better players I think I've seen play for the Stamps. Um, of course, in our top five, I didn't put him there. I think it's maybe not, a little not bit, yet. Maybe not a little yet. bit too early, yeah. but yeah, not yet. Not so yet. I, I'd like to see if he, he's on that list a couple of uh, years from now. But yeah, I I like that pick at Trey for Trey at number three. So, well, he uh, had a slow start. Yeah, he did. He, did. he had yeah, a slow start, but a lot of the guys did. Oh yeah. Now they've really picked it up. So Trey sitting third overall in team scoring, so right behind J- uh, Jacob Jones, Justin Keck, and Tr- uh, so then that would be Trey Sauter at yep. number three. Yep. Uh, he's got twenty nine points, eleven goals, eighteen assists. Um, I was actually talking with uh, a couple of people here the other day, and they said if he would have kicked this off right at the start of the year, he would be on pace for like seventy plus points. Yeah. He's just it's it's unreal. So Trey Sauter coming in at number three. Two left. Who do you think is uh, going to make this? Because these are players. Mm, interesting, hey? Mm. So, number two on that list. Ooh, it's uh, Stephen Arps' return to the Valley. Stephen Arps' return, triumphant return to the Valley. Maybe <laughs> maybe not the way he wanted it to go in, yeah. in any means, because, you know, being in the WHL, being sent home. But, like we uh, just talked about earlier in the show, um, he's embracing it. Yeah, he is. He really is. And uh, the points are coming. The play is coming. He likes to play uh, alongside of all of his buddies here in town. So that's always a, you know, a cushion when you yeah. get a, a bit of a blow like that coming back from the WHL. But uh, good on him uh, for, for you know uh, keeping his head up, chin up, yeah. as they say, and uh, working hard. And that kid is a workhorse. He is. He, he is. is. He's like Trey. Yes. They're all workhorses here <laughs> from the Valley. So uh, Stephen Arp returning to the Valley and... I'm going to throw in um, Owen Harris. Yeah, Owen Harris with him. He's got like a little B beside him with an asterisk or something <laughs> yeah. for number two. You know, yeah. it's a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a big return to the Valley uh, yeah. for, for him as well. So, Stephen Arps, the big number two, and then we're going to put a little Owen Harris in at a little number two there. Yeah. So, we'll slot them in together. And then, number one, can't stop talking about it anywhere we go. I keep hearing about it. It's all over the place. Uh, uh, Colin Jennings, goal inverted. Man, that's that's, that's got to be like the the best gift that the Stampeders have given us all year. Goal of the year, <laughs> it's got to be no absolutely. Debate, just that's it. Absolutely, no. It was absolutely uh, fantastic. It was something um, I, I, we even talked to the Stampeder players, and they're like, "We didn't see that coming. <laughs> we didn't see that coming at all." Well, from a guy like Jenner, you never expect. You never like expect that, right? It was just so boom. There it was, and and that's it. So. Um, and that's it. That's the top 10 list. So let's go re- real fast through them in case somebody missed them. Number 10 was the goaltending duo. Number 9, uh, our hockey TV fellas. Maybe we should add Jeremy and uh, L in there yes, as well. Our you know, the, our, yeah. our, the producers. Yeah. We should have probably done that. Whoops. Uh, well, now they're in there. Now they're, uh, in, now they're in. Uh, number 8 um, was the um, the giving back to the community. Uh, that was that was a big uh, big thing that the Stampeders love doing, and so do the so do the guys. So uh, number seven, the the six game win streak slash seven game point streak. Number six, the coaching staff. Number five was uh, a winning record, so that's pretty cool. Number four, Jacob Jones slash Justin Keck. Number three, Trey Sauter. Number uh, two was Stephen Arps' return to the Valley, and then of course Owen Harris. And then number one on that list, the top ten gifts that the Stampeders have given us so far this year was Colin Jennings' goal. So, pretty neat stuff. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll come back and we'll say our Merry Christmases and thank yous right after this. Rumors Skate and Snow can get you dressed from head to toe all year long. 
Whether you're a snowboarder, a skateboarder, or even a hockey player, find us online at rumorsskateshop.com or stop in at 505 Main Street in Swan River. Rumors has everything from keeping your boys in place to all kinds of amazing shoes, sweaters, and hats. Top quality, name brand clothing, and so much more. Rumors Skate and Snow, 204-734-4411. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or $0.77 cents a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Merv's, for all the good stuff. Welcome back from the uh, little break we had there, back to the Cold Rick Show. Um, a Merry Christmas, and uh, thank you for being with us the whole way, our first 10 episodes, as this podcast is still growing. It, yeah, it certainly is. Um, you and I have talked about this numerous times on, you know, he texts me from class, he goes, how many listeners do we got? So I'll go and double check, and I'm just like... Man, that's a lot of listeners. Mm-hmm. It really is. So we've been keeping track of the listeners, and it's just been growing steadily week yep. after week after week. And, and I'm thinking, are we do are we doing something right here? Are we are we growing this? And yep. and by the listenership and the text messages and the fan mail you're getting and and the questions and stuff, I, I think it's working. So, um, so anybody you wanna uh, wanna thank from the first half, the first ten uh, episodes? Well, is there somebody special that uh, you really enjoyed? I'd like to thank all of our guests. That's, all that's what I was going to do. Um, I think uh, Miles Mason, obviously being our first interviewee, that's a pretty big thing. So without him, that would have been that first episode wouldn't have been possible. Or we could have just got a different Sam Peter. <laughs> you know, we could have just replaced him. Yeah, I could have chose someone else. But, but it was it was him that uh, that started it. All. That started it all. Yeah. So good on him. And then, obviously, our new, our other guys, like uh, Warren Marcotte, Josh Denis, uh, Stephen R., Matthew Monroe, all those guys, uh, Dakota, <clears throat> um, Gavin, Fraze, all the veterans, prospects, current players, coaches. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast, and to the fans, obviously, I'm getting comments all the time. 
uh, what's the next podcast, um, who's coming on, whatever. So we'll, we'll let you in on a little bit of a secret here. So we, we usually record these early in the week um, just because, uh, you know, hockey games and you're away usually on the weekend. So we record them early in the week, Monday, Tuesday kind of thing. Uh, I'll edit them up during the week, and we always release them sometime on Sunday, sometime between noon and 2 o'clock. So now you know the insider uh, on how all this stuff kind of works. So usually Sundays between 12 and 2, uh, the new episode is is released. There was the odd time when you posted on a Saturday, and no, well, that's just be- off guard. That was only the one time, and that's because the Stampeders played on the Sunday, and I'm a little busy during game yeah. day. So yeah. it happens from time to time that, uh, you know, things like that uh, happen. But uh, 99.9% of the time, it's Sundays. Yep. So there you go. Uh I want to thank you uh, for coming in here and putting up with my BS uh, week in, week out, uh, random stupid text messages. You take it like a champ. So uh, I want to thank you for uh, coming in and, and uh, you know, us creating this. Yeah. Uh, so first 10 episodes have been awesome. Uh, hopefully we can do another 10 yeah. more. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> coming in the new year. Uh, so with, with that, we want to say... Um, Merry Christmas to all of uh, our listeners, to all the Stampeder players, the uh, the families that listen out there, uh, everybody who's been on the show and uh, going to be on the show in the new year. I don't really want to give too many things away, but there are going to be some fairly big name Stampeder players from the f- past Yes, coming up in the new year. Yes. So we're working on a few things here. Uh, and again, if you want to help out the uh, the Code Rick show for, uh, well, the second half of, of the year uh, financially, just uh, get a hold of one of us uh, or email um, the Code Rick show at gmail.com and we'll, we'll help you out there and we'll get your uh, advertisement uh, on. So again, Merry Christmas to you and yours and to everybody listening out there. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night.